On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I discuss the latest on James Harden. Is he coming back now? Should we be prepared for that? Or is it just simply going to be a long offseason? We'll dive into it next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com, Locked On today to get started. So what's popping, D? How you been, bro? You been well? Good to be back. Good to be Mm -hmm. back for another episode this week as the 76ers turn. So yeah, we're all good. How about yourself? I can't complain. I can't complain at all. Relaxing holiday weekend, I hope. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. It was cool. All right, good, man. Well, listen, we thank everybody for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. Every day we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including right here on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And uh, I'm Devon Gibbons from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio here in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner, Keith Pompey, the Enquire.com. Enquire, Sixers beat writer extraordinaire. We have a lot to talk about here from James Harden, Dame Lillard. The saga continues with both of the uh, All-Stars and future Hall of Famers trying to find, at least that's what it appears, trying to find their new destinations through their current teams. No movement there as of yet. Should we prepare ourselves for James Harden to be here for the long term going into the start of the season? We'll talk about that in just a second. We'll also get into uh, what we have to discuss about the free agents that are still out there and what's going on. Uh, should the Sixers be involved in any of those? How did they miss on some of these lower cost free agents that have some pretty good names, some decent resumes in the NBA? We'll talk about those individuals in just a little bit. But Keith, let's start it off, man, because here we are uh, on July 5th. Things got started on June 30th. And the only movement that we've seen from the 76ers are three of their unrestricted players leaving the city, leaving the team. They're restricted free agent, still unsigned. And the big talk, of course, has been James Harden. And that goes into the Damian Lillard piece, and we'll get into him in a little bit. But James Harden, Keith, while we have said, and I know you have said it, you joined me on the radio show on Monday, and we talked about this. This may take a little bit of time, but it also just most Sixer fans want this to move at a much quicker pace to have an understanding of where their team will be in the coming months. Yeah. Yeah. And and I understand that. And, um, but, but I also think that this right here is a extremely important um, deal or, or or move that Daryl Murray has to make. And the, the thing is, when we look at it right now, so the 76ers currently have 10 guys under contract. Well, they'll have 10 guys under tra- contract come tomorrow um, or whenever Patrick Beverly, he can sign this contract as early as tomorrow. So that's 10. So then you look at it and you say, um, what's that guy, Philip uh, Petrosev? Petrosev, uh, yeah. Petrosev. Now, 
he is likely to make it. So right then and there, that's a, that's 11. And then you look at it, you, you assume that um, there's a good chance that Paul Reed will come back. So that's 12. So right then and there, you only got three more spots that you can take up. So I think that right now it's one of those things before the 76ers make a move, they want to figure out what's going to happen with James Harden. And right now it looks like they're not getting the type of uh, return value that they think that they should get for him, where you get a couple of role players. So with that being said, let's just say if they, if they hurry up and, and sign two more guys, well, or, or, you know, on top of that, and then you still have James, but you know, you got to bring more players coming in. So I think that's where the patience has to be. And not only that, you'll probably get more value for James the closer we get to the season or right after the season starts. So it's one of those things. I get it. It's going to be tough for people, but you have to understand that Daryl is with the team right now in Utah. He'll most likely go with the team to Vegas for summer league where all 30 teams are going to be there. And so have conversations. You can negotiate a little bit more and, and you find stuff out. But right now, I feel like you don't want to make a move just for the sake of making a move. And then as secondly, it's kind of like you don't want to um, mess up and you don't have roster spots available. And one thing we got to factor in, y'all, they're trying to keep as much as much salary cap flexibility for next year as possible. So they're trying to get these expiring contracts. Trying to keep the salary for next year, but still trying to win this year. But the roster right now, just right now, just simply isn't as good as the one we uh, saw this past season. Sure, you have added Patrick Beverly and DeAnthony Melton will return, but you do lose role players that were in their roles in the rotation for Doc Rivers' team where you're talking about Shake Milton and George Niang in particular, and then Jalen McDaniels, who you traded a second-round pick for once you moved on from Matisse Stiebel. So right now the team isn't better than what they were, Keith, when we last saw them, even though they were knocked out of the second round. We don't know that this team is good enough to get to the second round because they don't have the necessary, the requisite pieces to compete. Where is your wing depth with this team? Sure, you pick up another point guard. Okay, he and DeAnthony Melton, two tough individuals that will go out there and compete. I get all of that. But as you mentioned, the names that are on the roster currently that are filling out the 12, if we also add Paul Reed into the mix, and Petrusev, or Petrusev, Petrusev, we'll get that one. Petrusev, yeah. (laughs) Um, That... I, I mean, that they're just Jaden Springer. Don't know. Uh, he, as good as he may look in summer league and have a fantastic run there and what we saw in those that final game against Atlanta since he didn't play it much at all against Brooklyn in that, that uh, season ender and regular season finale, we, we don't know. So right now this team is not as good. Your starting five is your starting five. But the role players, you only have two that you know you can count on in a big game and you need more than just that. So that's, that's the question. And I do know that Sixer fans 
as you said, be patient. I don't, and I don't think they want to rush anything. They just want to know what's going on. And uh, with everyone else making moves, the six, six is able to bring in yet another former Houston player with ties to Daryl Morey and Patrick Beverly. It's not an exciting off season right now for the, for this fan base at the moment. So that's where things are. I would agree. I would agree. It's not. And, and the one thing is, I will say this, like we look at it right now. So you, you expect Petrosev or Paul Reed to come back, but you know, last year they were known to be a little bit long and athletic, right? So you got and Joel. I forgot about Daniel House. So and I, Daniel I House. Yeah, we yeah. forgot. Yeah, Daniel House. But but last year they were known to be long and athletic. At this particular time, the the second tallest guy on the team is uh, Tobias, and Tobias is uh, listed at. You know, he says he's six nine, but he's actually six seven without his shoes on, right? So it's kind of like, whoa, what happened? You know what I mean? So, you know, again, I'm pretty sure they'll get people. But, yeah, you are correct. This roster isn't as good as last year's roster at this particular time. But and if they get Norman Powell and right, Marcus, yeah. Marcus Morris, but but then again, who's going to be that star? Who's your second star? Right. Yeah, who's your second star? So I guess that would lean more towards Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris. Yeah. To uh, take that 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 mantle and, and move forward with that one. But with it, part of that, when you talk about that second star, uh, the James Harden conversation cannot be discussed without also mentioning Damian Lillard. That continues to seem to have waves, Keith, of where things are going to go with Damian Lillard. Where do the 76ers factor into the Damian Lillard conversation? Doesn't seem like it's very much uh, they're very much involved, but we have to discuss it. We'll get into it next because Portland. They have to also do what's best for them. Maybe Miami is not the only destination for them to send the, uh, of course, multi-time all-star. We'll talk about Damian Lillard, the impact of the 76ers next right here on Locked On 76ers. Hey, let's talk about FanDuel, right? You know, I'm a big fan of FanDuel, even though I'm not a betting man, which I know it sounds kind of crazy, but I, I just get into this stuff. See, this is why I like FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount and bonus bet up to $200. See, that's why I'm a big fan, right? That's right. Just on MLB, then FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get your $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Thanks for making Locked On 76 is your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We'll update you on the latest of the Sixers offseason, the free agency, if they make any moves, and, of course, on the James Harden side of things. Well, Keith, the Damian Lillard part from the Portland Trailblazers angle 
they want he wants out he has requested a trade or demanded a trade pardon me and they're going to try to honor that and based on all of the reports it seems like the miami heat is the only team that he would like to play for that's the only destination before we've heard brooklyn and some others that have been mentioned philadelphia in fact talked about as a team but it has that has quieted down that has died down a bit and it seems like it's there's only miami but for the betterment of the team and what they need to do joe cronin as the general manager moving forward doesn't seem like they like everything involving the miami heat when it comes to the return most notably just being the tyler hero piece so if that doesn't happen keith what are the chances that the sixers can swoop in maybe involve themselves in a three-team deal and get involved maybe if it extends in a four-team trade that is more on the trailblazer side to figure that out but as 76er fans would like and there are many of them who would like Damian Lillard in this piece is there a chance that the 76ers are involved maybe not with James Harden going to Portland but involving a three-team and how much of that also has to involve the uh, budding player that is Tyrese Maxey. You know, I, I think it could happen, but I also do think it will have to involve Tyrese Maxey. Now, who knows? Maybe you could send James Harden and Maxey there, right? Um, the thing is, though, the problem is when you look at the other, I want to say, assets that they, that they can get, you know, it, it's one of those things where, you know, you look at the Sixers, they don't really have anything like outside of those two players that they can offer. Now, maybe you can say we're going to send Tobias Harris there and, and that gives them a big, a versatile big. But do the Sixers really have the draft picks too that, that, that to offer like other teams? Like you look at a team like the New York Knicks, like it's no secret that they've been trying to get rid of Randall, right? They say they're not, but they are, right? And then you look at the Brooklyn Nets. All the Both of those teams have a lot, a plethora of assets. Now, the question is, do you guys want to utilize those assets to get a Tyler Hero, though? You know what I mean? Like he's a good player, but are you willing to get give up those assets or needed to give to, to – uh, uh, Phoenix or somewhere else just so you could get Tyler Hill and Hero in return. So I think it could happen, but at the same time, I think the chances of it happening are extremely small. You know what I mean? Because of that. And let's face it, Dame ain't coming here, people. So I, I don't see that happening at all. But in regards to getting involved, because you look at James, they're looking at it like you would have to give up some draft picks and you would also have to give up Maxi, but then you you ask yourself, where's Maxi going to fit in? They already have Jonathan Simons. They already have um, a Scoot Henderson, right? They have a couple other guards that they like. So while Maxi is good, he's just so to speak added to a a group, a, a core group of young guards. So I don't think I think it could happen, but. I don't think there's a good chance that it could happen if it makes sense. And and with it, it's basically because of the fact that they don't have the necessary assets to move, no draft picks, and 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 that's that's really it. Yeah. They, they could they could get into the game, uh, but right now it just doesn't appear that they will be able to close things out because they don't have enough, especially if they want to uh, keep Tyrese Maxey. 
Keith, the other, the other part that I wanted to ask you involving that with the Tyrese Maxey piece is uh, all of these other players that have extended their deals in the same class as Tyrese Maxey, from Anthony Edwards, LaMelo Ball, Desmond Bain, Tyrese Halliburton. Tyrese Maxey is a top five player in that class uh, as we've seen their careers play out through the first three years in the association. He is not getting his. Uh, could you explain why he may not be? Is it because of the flexibility of uh, what they could do next offseason instead of tying themselves to that? Or, as we just talked about the Damian Lillard part, uh, because of the fact that he might be included in the trade and no team would take him uh, if, you know, or you couldn't trade him it once he signs that extension. Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing is, it, it could be a little bit of both, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Maxi is more, like, here's the thing. If you get the right person, you know, the Sixers want to stay, they want to keep cap flexibility for next summer so they can give out two extra max contracts, right? <laughs> um, that's what they want to do. But you have to believe that, you know, and, and it's, this is just common sense. If, if, and I keep saying this, if, if Devin Booker says to Daryl Morey or someone, hey, or Josh Harris, man, I'm dying to play for the Sixers. Well, I'm sorry, Tyrese Maxey is going. And, and you're going to take Devin Booker's contract down the road, right? Because right then and there, you didn't have to wait a year to get that guy. You got him. But right now what happens is what the Sixers are trying to do is, you know, you look at it and Tobias Harris is, has a, $39.2 million expiring contract. Contract. James Harden has $35.6 million inspiring contract. And what's going to happen is the cap is going to go up next year. And basically what you're essentially doing is you're when they come off the books, you're essentially shedding $74.8 million in salary. And what the Sixers hope by doing that is by not giving Maxi. Uh, an extension right now, they'll be able, because they'll have his bird rights, they'll be able to, A, go after a guy and uh, and give him a max salary, right? Go after um, an A-list player, give that person a max salary. And since you have Maxie's bird rights, you can go ahead and give him whatever you want, like in, in regards up to the max, uh, right? Uh, yeah. So, so that's what they're doing now. If you gave Maxi money now, and let's just say if he gets thirty-five million, or I'm I'm just throwing a number out there, y'all, sure. I'm just throwing it out. If he gets that, then you can't give the other guy. I mean, you can only give him what you have left available in the in the in the, in the cap space. That's it. That's all you can give him. So you might lose them to another team because the other team has more money. So from that standpoint, it makes a lot of sense because, you know, right now Maxi is making 4.3, you know, million in the final year of his, uh, his deal, rookie deal. But I do expect him if he stays here to get an extremely lucrative contract after they give somebody else a max deal. Yeah, he'll, he'll get his, and it's no doubt in my mind he'll come back out and perform at the level again, 20-plus point game score and, and all. You just hope that for the Sixers' sake that all the movement that they're doing or lack thereof as we wait out this James Harden side of things, that this team is still in the conversation as a contender in the Eastern Conference because their names have just basically dropped off. We're in day five, day six of free agency and only one addition to this basketball team. Sometimes 
no movement is best. In this case, you lost multiple players that have been a part of your team and you need to do something and they're waiting this one out. When we come back, we have to talk about just that. If James Harden is going to stick around, they're going to have to figure that part out at some point. They have to continue again to build out the roster. Who's left on the free agent market? Who's worth it? Are there any players that we see, Keith, that could contribute to this team next season? We'll tap into that next right here. Last segment, Locked On 76ers. Welcome back to Locked On 76ers. That is Keith Pompey. I'm Devon Givens here on Locked On 76ers. And uh, Keith, not many names left on the unrestricted or even the restricted free agent market. We talked about the Sixers' own Paul Reed. Malik Beasley was a name that I was talking about on on Monday during the uh, radio show. And as soon as I get done the show, about 45 minutes later, Keith, he signs for less than $3 million on a one-year deal to go to the Milwaukee Bucks. Of course, the rich get richer. So that seemed like a player, as I mentioned him on Monday, that would fit with what the 76ers need. 6'4", 6'5", can shoot, can score off the bench, give them a nice offensive punch. They don't have that opportunity now with him. Uh, Are there some, Keith, that still catch your eye when you look at the list? Uh, I'll give you one, if you don't mind me saying one first. He's never been the big, I've never been the biggest fan since he got his NBA career started or his professional career started. I was very interested during the rebuild era when he came out of UNLV. He was an undrafted player, brought in here, found out. He played for the Delaware 87ers, later on the Blue Coats. And then he found his mark in the NBA with not only Houston, but Detroit and this last season with the Dallas Mavericks. But here's the problem. And this has been my problem with him. He, you're always supposed to value yourself at some point to feel like you're good. He thought he was going to be something that he wasn't with the Dallas Mavericks, and he <laughs> wasn't happy with his role. Uh, I don't. I think he's a good player. I don't think he's the player he thinks he is. There's nothing wrong with having confidence. Christian Wood, though, Keith, still out there right now. Yeah, he's a great player. I like Christian Wood a lot, but you know the thing that scares me is that Dallas thing was a great opportunity for him to be the guy. And the things that you said, he didn't really like his role. Well, if you don't like your role in Dallas, what do you think your role is going to be here with Joel Embiid? I mean, you know, you had dudes that you could have, you could have been the man, like he could have been the third star in Dallas. Right. So it's not going to happen here. Like, is he better than Paul Reed? Yeah. He's better than Paul Reed. You know, he athletic, he can do a lot of things, but I just feel like, if unless he has unless he hit rock bottom, which I don't think he has, it's going to be a problem in the locker room because how come I ain't playing more? How come I'm not this? How come I'm not that? You know what I mean? Um, you know, for for me, you know, it, it's really, you know, the, the whole Malik Beasley thing was good to me. And again, I know they already signed they uh, Milwaukee signed him, 
But the thing is, is so that's not a guy that's available. But the thing is, if I'm a free agent, and not to change a little bit, if I'm I might be a little leery of the Sixers right about now. The reason reason being is even if it's a one year deal that they're offering, you look at that Milwaukee job, you look at the Milwaukee and you look at Boston, yep. and you know exactly who the stars are going to be. Now, again, my, um, uh, Jason, um, Jalen Brown has yet, I don't think he signed his contract yet, mm. his extension yet, mm. but you kind of figure out who the squad is going to be. As good as Joel Embiid is, if you're coming to, you, you, like you're trying to win a championship and as good as Joel Embiid is, you're saying, well, who's going to be his co-stars? I don't know. So you really don't have an idea of it, right? The crazy part is, is weird. Like, this sounds crazy. A lot of people, and it won't happen. But the one guy that that would help him out <laughs> would have been Matisse, <laughs> but they didn't want to pay him. Yeah, I mean, he's still he's still available. He's, he's a restricted free agent. Yeah, yeah, he's still available. And and like you look at him and like, okay, like <laughs> we could use him. We could use him next year for the, you know long wing in the perimeter. Like you know, I, I, I but I, I don't see that happening. And again, he's another guy. That the reason why he's still available because no one like people think Portland is going to pay him, so no one wants to tie their money up. But now that Dame is leaving, that could open things up for other teams. Yeah, let me just throw a couple of names at you just to throw uh, yes, no. You can explain, you know, you can add some things to it. Yes, no, um, maybe. Uh, I'll just throw a couple. Mention Christian Wood, another unrestricted free agent, Kelly Oubre. Uh, what are your thoughts? Score off the bench. We know he can fill it up. Possibility? Yes, no? I like Kelly Oubre a lot, but will he be happy with his role? Right. That's my okay. question. Like, that's my only question with Kelly Oubre. Fair like, enough. Will he be happy with his role? I like his game a lot. Uh, 27 years of age. Uh, Mo Bamba? Yeah. Uh, no. No, okay. I'm, I'm okay. Good, I, and I think I know who the next dude you're going to bring up. Who Dario Charge? Uh, too many injuries for me. Okay, um, okay. Um, Derek Jones Jr. Twenty six. Like Derek Jones for a wing. I like him a lot. But you know the one guy I like that I think they should go. They could go after hmm. for a minimum. I know he doesn't want that. But bowl bowl. I was getting to him. Okay, yeah. I was getting him just waved by the Orlando Magic. Yeah, yeah, I like him. Or uh, he had to be waived, or his contract would have been guaranteed at I think close to over two million dollars. Mm-hmm. And uh, they decided to move on. He's out there. He's a hot name. Adding to this, I would also be interested in Bobo. But my thing is, he got waived because they didn't want to guarantee two million. Woo. Yeah. Well, he's not going to get a vet minimum where it's in that. Patrick Beverly number, three million, you know, anything like that. He's gonna have to settle for most likely less than two million dollars. But if he finds the right situation for him, then maybe he would. Yeah. Maybe he would. Um, Grant Williams is restricted. That's probably not gonna happen. Uh, because they're gonna, yeah, they just yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, you, oh, you guys really went after him? <laughs> right. Uh they don't have any shooting, Keith. And the only one I could think of on this entire list now that uh, of course, that uh, we mentioned Malik Beasley gone is asking a question about Dylan Windler 
27 didn't work out at all with the Cleveland Cavaliers. You lose George Niang, Tyrese Maxey, James Harden, Tobias Harris, really your only shooters. And you add DeAnthony Melton to that a little bit. But we also saw him in a big spot where he missed three big threes and shot two air balls in the game six, trying to extend the lead. Uh, he's he's really he hasn't done anything. He played like three games for Cleveland and they decided to move on, not picking up the qualifying offer for him. He's somebody that can shoot. Do you even take a peek? Is it somebody like Lewis King trying to work out a way onto the roster? Yeah. We're, I mean, we're, we're stretching here. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough. But again, they're trying to have that cap flexibility too. So, I mean, Lewis King might get it get it at least a look that's what Cork Moss, man yeah. yeah it might yeah it might be Cork Moss. yeah bowl bowl it was 2.2 million dollars uh yeah. was the number he is 23 he'll be 24 at some point during the season and he's just a very versatile player he's a role player he's a player off the bench and uh that's that's where he is slim pickings here man slim pickings yeah, not, yeah. Not, not a lot to work with here on this list not a lot to work with. I like Ayo Desumu, but that's not going to happen either. All right, man. Well, listen. <laughs> I don't know. And, and that's the problem. Patience, as Keith is preaching. Patience. We thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We'll continue to preach patience as we go through the Sixers offseason. Keith, do you mind letting the good folks know where they can find us? You can find us wherever you get this podcast at. It's free and available. You can also go to our YouTube channel. And once you get to the YouTube channel, click on uh, the Liberty Bell and you become a new subscriber and you get notifications when we have new podcasts. Make sure you listen to my man D today from 6 to 10 p.m. on the Divine Giving Show on 97.5 FM. You can also follow him on Twitter at Divine G. Um, 975. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers, and you can read the Sixers coverage in the Philadelphia Inquirer, inquirer.com. All right, man. Appreciate it. Always a good one, and uh, we'll catch up tomorrow. Thanks. Peace, bro. Peace.